pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a radio show about video games and my name is Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. It's a lot of background noise, lot. isn't there? I, I, I was just going to wait. <laughs> you demand perfect silence, yeah. don't you, for your intro? And I'm Anne Scansbury. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. Very good. It's I was good. answering on behalf of myself. <laughs> I didn't feel qualified no. to respond well, for, for Anne. Uh, we did just catch up on how I'm doing earlier. We did. And I said very good, so I think it, you'd been okay. fine to answer on my behalf. Anne's fine, thanks for asking, Steve. What about you? Well, it's good to see you Or should I speak for you as well? <laughs> and you're fine. Um, it's good to see you too. It's good to see you. I, I showed up last week. So, so I heard. <laughs> there was a bit of confusion because if you listen, if our sort of uh, avid listeners could dive back into the podcast archives and listen to the previous show, they'll notice right at the end of the show, mm-hmm. I say, see you in two weeks. Okay. Or see you, do I say see you next? Whatever. I get it wrong. And you guys just breeze over it. Well, because we just sort of looked at each other and just uh, were like, he he won't, will he? I did. I was, um, you know, just to introduce our guest a little earlier than normal, I was walking to the show today with uh, Mr. James Parker. Hello, Mr. James Parker. Hello, everybody. Uh, And um, we're walking along and he said, um, he said, what happened with the show? No, I said, I said, I haven't heard from the guys yet. I assume that there's a show this (laughs) evening. And James went, "Um, what happened last week? It seemed to start and then stop. It did start and stop. <laughs> so what happened then? It was just you on your own. Well, I thought... At, at what point did you realise that we weren't turning up? So maybe at about, about 30 seconds to the hour, I sort of racked my brain, so I was like, well, they're cutting a bit fine, aren't they? Yeah, and we always do that together. Mm. <laughs> we always just wait outside and go, shh, don't tell him. No, don't and, then, and then I thought, wait a second, we're... Oh, yeah. We agreed we weren't going to do it this week. Okay. I thought, well, what, what, could, what could possibly go wrong? Wow. Okay. So I sat Theme here. tune on. Theme tune on. I was Lonely like, in the studio. I'm just going to chat. It's going to be like Jack Killian on, uh, you know, that, okay. that show. Midnight Caller. And you weren't, you weren't concerned at this point? You were not worried at all. Going to breeze through this, right. breeze through. How long's an hour? <laughs> if only we knew. If there was a way of I'll measuring you, that. You know what? <laughs> Turns out about three and a half minutes feels like an hour. Okay. But oh. it's actually three and a half minutes. No, I just said, I said to our producer, I said, I'm going to go on for a few minutes just to see how it feels. And it didn't feel great. No. And I don't think it sounded great either. And then after 10 <laughs> minutes, she rocked up and stuck an old episode on. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. So that was it. It was fun, though. It was fun. It, well, that time it was you, exhilarating. Remember that time you and I did a best man speech and the guy that was videoing it stopped videoing it <laughs> as we were doing it? Do you remember that? <laughs> remember, remember that? that? Do you remember that? I remember seeing Jonathan Smith at the back of the hall, arms folded, just shaking, shaking his, his head. head. It was his idea as well. Good well, time. fair play to you, Steve, for, for pushing on and giving the listeners what they didn't want. I know. 
And now we'll give them some more of what they don't want. Another 56 minutes of One Life Left. Where were you last week, Anne? What was your excuse? Scotland. Where were you? Sweden. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, went to, um, I went to Uppsala. Don't, don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, which was great, um, seeing some people there. And then I went from there to a place that we've been before. Well, sorry, where you've been before. Huerta. Well, yes. So um, I, and I, was, I was in Uppsala and I said, uh, I was passing the train station. I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sort out. Because it's always a little bit uh, unnerving buying tickets. Because mm. they all operate very differently um, across the country. Uh, so across the globe. And um, in Sweden, you have, to, you have to buy a ticket for a, a specific train. And mm. if you're not, it's like, okay, I'm going to work this out. So I said, um, can I get a single to Hufda, please? And they went, uh, where? And I went, Hufda. And I went, what? And I, so I started spelling it. I went S K O V, and they made a sound though. I tell you, I mean, yours was a fair stab, Steve. But honestly, it was a sound I'd not heard a human, mm. and that's how you pronounce it properly. Yeah. So I was in. I was there. Uh, Did you have any eggs? No, I had meatballs. Okay. For breakfast. See what Anne's done then. I know. Is she's done an in joke for literally just two of us in a room of four, yeah. excluding everybody listening. Uh, it's great radio. Or it was just a genuine. Question. question about eggs. I just want to know when Simon last had eggs. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, last Thursday. Where, and where were you? The Soho Hotel. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, he's going up in the world. Mm. Uh, so did you enjoy? Really did. I love Sweden. Love Sweden. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're working with a couple of good guys over there. Sorry, guys, that's the collective term for people interesting um so it's all good and the color is green <laughs> okay actually one of them is uh unreal engine colored really yeah very much so is it epic store exclusive covered don't know colored. that yet interesting are we going to cover that by the way what anything about the epic store in the news uh don't uh mm. let's find out shall we <laughs> shall we you ready am <laughs> maybe It's 7.06 on Monday the 20th of May. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Sony and Microsoft are like friends or something. The companies announced last week that they've agreed to collaborate on cloud-based technology for future game platforms. They'll work with Microsoft Azure with the aim of delivering a more enhanced entertainment experience for their worldwide customers and presumably warding off Amazon and Google. Let's hope this doesn't turn into a Ross and Rachel situation, if you know what I mean, because I'm not sure I do. (laughs) This was the most interesting story of uh, last week, wasn't it? It's the first I've heard of it. Is it interesting? Well, it is, yes, because... Don't uh, don't companies do this all the time? Don't most companies work with Microsoft because they all use Windows? Well, um... Everybody agrees, right, that Mm -hmm. uh, the future is in streaming. That's where the big moves are happening. Mm. We've seen it with uh, Google uh, and Stadia. We've seen it announced with uh, Microsoft and Project xCloud. Apple are up to something, although we're not quite sure. I don't know what's going on there. Um, So that implies I know what's going on elsewhere. That's also (laughs) untrue. (laughs) But um, there was always concern about what, Sony would do because they didn't have the infrastructure and actually it was going to be um, quite a challenge for them to map what other companies what do have infrastructure do and therefore it was a surprise to me um, and others I'd imagine that that they are going to collaborate with Microsoft no one really knows the extent of this it could be just be as simple as using them to run their cloud-based services but uh, it just seems interesting that um microsoft would give uh, a potential competitor um uh would would sort of give it a, a a lift up really i guess the question would be that well if sony are going to use someone's infrastructure it may as well be ours mm. i don't know but yeah it was interesting i thought yeah me too that's why it's number one <laughs> of, of the news what did you guys think of that i mean steve just heard it how talk us through how you're feeling now let's let's do a steve reacts to nonplussed 
Are you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But do you know what nonplussed means? It means the opposite of nonplussed. It means both things. I, I'm. I no. I'm. I'm ambivalent about this. I, I think that it could be a lot of fuss over nothing. Like you say, they're going to use someone's tech. Uh, there are a limited number of providers of this sort of thing, and I find that in these huge companies that have very, very different divisions. Uh, a lot of the time, you know, when Microsoft, the cloud services provider, provides stuff for Microsoft, the gaming company, that will be done on a straightforward business deal. It won't be like they, they rock over to no, the we'll department be. and go, hey, can we have some of that Asia stuff? <laughs> can I just plug this in here? Yeah, That's what right. Say. Just leave this here. We've got a micro USB lead. I'm gonna... And so unless one of the senior... Uh, members of Microsoft draws a, you know, says, no, we can't be doing that, you know, um, then it will just go ahead like a normal uh, relationship between two companies, I imagine. And unless Microsoft see Sony's position in this market as a threat, then they'd have no reason to do it. And I guess even if they do, right, even if they do that business deal, which apparently they have, according to One Life Life's news, um, then if the Sony thing is a success, then Microsoft have a certain amount of leverage there, right? So if it ever starts mm. stepping on their toes, then they can just pull the plug. Just turn it off. Just yeah. turn it off. Um, I read on Eurogamer that um, some people at PlayStation were a bit surprised by this. They sort of caught a bit unawares that this was going to happen, and that's because it did happen at very, very senior levels. It was like it was at Sony and Microsoft as opposed to PlayStation and Xbox mm. levels. So I guess... If if you're working for that company, you're like, what? Yeah. What? I What's thought that? we were rivals. I, I, I was really talking badly about them on Twitter. <laughs> All of their Twitter beef is now going to be what? They're going to have to be friends now. Um, Microsoft are friends with everybody at the moment, aren't they? They've got the uh, Xbox Live going cross-platform. Yeah, it's all it's all good, good and open. Jay Parks, what was your view? Uh, I'm kind of with Steve. I think, with the greatest respect to Anne's news, I don't think this is games news at all. Excuse me. Well, I that's beg, a that's a bold opening, isn't differ. it, from a guest? <laughs> yeah. Great wow. news. Not news. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the your interview, James. <laughs> when Anne will have the right of reply. Not an answer. Exactly. I, yeah, I just think it's a uh, it's a big business. It's about a computing platform and an electronics giant getting together to talk about the things that they do, and that's why people at PlayStation and Xbox were surprised because it's not in there area well we can probably cut that out of the podcast can't we that (laughs) that news story just to save everybody some time the world health organization is to decide this week whether addiction to video games will become an official officially recognized disorder the disorder is categorized as persistent or recurrent gaming behavior which may be online or offline manifested by one impaired control over gaming e.g onset frequency intensity duration termination context two increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities and three continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences and with a behaviour pattern of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational or other important areas of functioning. I was quite dismissive when I first heard this news last week. I, t- um, I turned to my wife and I said, that's ridiculous. She said, because uh, she's cleverer than me, she said, um, actually, uh, you do want it to be classed as a, officially as a disorder. And I said, why should we then get time off work for it? <laughs> we can actually get time off work. I mean, it's a snarky response. Obviously, it's a very serious issue. But that was a point I hadn't felt thought of. So we have obviously covered this before. It's in it's in at number two because it's coming up and it's quite a big thing. Um, so the entertainment... James so- Parker just walked out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, news! Uh, the Entertainment Software Association, um, which includes uh, lots of different entertainment software companies... Um, they really don't want this to be classed as a gaming disorder because they think, A, they haven't really done the proper research. They're sort of rushing this a bit and they're going to get this uh, as a classification which is going to take ages to undo if people then say, actually, it's it's not, it's totally fine. Everyone will be off. (laughs) It's going to take ages. It's going to be fine. Uh, uh, And they're worried that uh, having it classified as a um, as a a disorder could lead to lots of uh, misdiagnosis because a lot of what people of what is in there you know you could sort of interpret that in many different ways i guess I mean, i'd love to but i'm in bed <laughs> <laughs> what would you do then because if you're off sick 
you might. I mean, obviously you can't work. You might play some video games, might you? Imagine I if mean, you're signed off. No, but maybe then the solution to this is you have to stay and work more. You aren't allowed to play so you can't stay at home you're not when you're signed off work you're actually signed up to more to work <laughs> away from computers maybe doing something in the open air I don't like the sound of that Epic Games is to be awarded a special award by BAFTA. The award will recognise that the company has become a world-renowned industry leader and innovator. Chair of BAFTA Games Committee Joe Twist said, having powered the creativity and imaginations of development teams of all sizes over the years, many of whom have gone on to win BAFTAs, it's right to mark their huge contribution with this special award as part of BAFTA's commitment to celebrating and promoting the very best in games. The special award, which is literally just called a special award, will be awarded on the 12th of June in LA. I think if I was if I was at school and I received a special <laughs> award, I I wouldn't be particularly pleased with that. Special though, yeah, it is special, but I would feel slightly patronised. I also uh, was thinking it's a bit odd to tell people in advance. If, uh, just by the way, when you turn up that evening, just just wear your good clothes and prepare a bit for speech because <laughs> you are going to be getting an award and it is going to be special. <laughs> But it's, there's not even a, there's not. It's not part of a bigger ceremony. Is no, it? It's it. just a one-off. Everyone goes into a massive theatre. Someone does a ten-minute introduction, then just hands over an award to her. Surprise! Her, 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 everyone goes home. <laughs> why? Why are they doing this? I, I mean, I've I've heard Joe's explanation, which yeah. I think makes sense. Yeah. Uh, is there another reason for them to do this? They want to do an event at E3. Right. Okay. Special. <laughs> I just want to make it special, Steve. Yeah, no, but so I was going to say, clearly, uh, they should be recognised for what they've done. They've changed the landscape of gaming, haven't they? So. I also think that you could uh, change the intonation of that sentence, and clearly, they should be recognised for what they've done. If they've done anything bad, because sometimes uh, I think, do, do okay. you see what I mean? But isn't, isn't the recognition from, <laughs> isn't the recognition implicit in them changing the game l- gaming landscape? Right, we all recognise that they've done that. So I'm unclear on what this award from BAFTA, what purpose it serves, except for getting some publicity on One Life Left. L- right, that, and that is a hard thing to win. Hmm. James, was that news? That definitely news. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is getting a new film. Warner Brothers had previously announced the reboot last year, but it's now been given a release date of the 5th of March 2021. It's being written by Greg Russo, who's also slated to write the Resident Evil film film reboot, and directed by Simon McCoy, who will be taking on this as his first feature film debut. This news comes following the release of Mortal Kombat 11 in April. Question is, will it beat Detective Pikachu to have the best opening weekend in the US for a video game film? When was the first Mortal Kombat movie? 19. Mm-hmm. 90. Uh-huh. 7. 6. Uh, 4. Uh, 8. <laughs> 3. <laughs> 2. Uh, that is, in, that is impressive that you can get it. <laughs> what are the odds on getting all the numbers wrong? 1991. <laughs> 1972. <laughs> 1984. You got the 90 bit right. 1990. Mm-hmm. Nine. No. Wait, what number have I missed? Five. Didn't I say it? 1995? Mm, correct. Oh, well done. Thanks. <laughs> You'd be on the pub quiz, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's because so I, I, I wondered how recently, you know, whether there'd been another Mortal Kombat between then right. and now. Because people reboot things quite often yeah. now, don't they? Apparently not. There was a TV series in 2011. Okay. Oh, and another one in 1998. Uh, but yeah, this is a uh, this is the comeback for that. Well, it's about make fun of it being relevant, but it is relevant, isn't it? The last game got think- a lot of. Publicity. Well, we, I, I'm going to cover it in the, the review Ooh, section later. Really? So okay. Bang up to date. So I uh, was also watching someone playing, like a little bit like, um, oh, I was watching someone playing a video game on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> It'll never catch on. Uh, only this time it was, I was watching uh, Trixie and Katia, who are drag queens off of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and they have a show called and this week they were doing video games and they played Mortal Kombat for a while and it looked really fun Okay, well and it made me want to play it well let's talk about it later great <laughs> let's do it 
And finally, Mojang is calling it Minecraft might be the biggest selling game of all time. That bold statement comes as the developer celebrates the 10-year anniversary of the game. The game, which has been bought in nearly every country in the world, has sold a whopping 176 million copies. This might have been, have been included because nobody can agree whether Tetris has sold 170 million or 425 million copies. Totally understandable because maths is tricky. Which companies have not bought Minecraft then? Countries? Yeah. Don't know. It's been sold in most of them. Yeah, but maybe there's some where... Oh. But they're being very, like, cagey about... Absolute. They're being stubborn. Yeah. Mm. It might be the biggest game. Mm. It's been sold in most countries. Uh, did you... We, I, you didn't cover the the announcement of Minecraft Earth. No. Yeah, I, just, I was just about to say that. Surprised. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Because I'm giving you the opportunity to talk about it now. Very good. There very go. clever. Have you seen it, Anne? Yeah. Minecraft Earth. What do you think? Uh, it looks alright. Did you pre-register to get a Minecraft Earth skin for no? a game that you don't even play? <laughs> no. I did. <laughs> but you, you were quite into Pokemon Go. Yeah. And this sort of AR gaming, that's why I ask. And I watched the trailer mm-hmm. for it. I didn't fully get it. Nope. It seems to me that you collect bits, collect blocks, around, as you skateboard around town. <laughs> do, you, do you have to do it on a skateboard? <laughs> I think so. Way. I think so. Oh, you've, no. got, you've got yeah. to skateboard around town, yeah. you collect blocks, and then you build things while you're having breakfast. Yeah. I think. That's that, good to that know. So you have to be on a skateboard and you have to build over breakfast. Yeah. I think so. That's actually not bad uh, lifestyle advice. Like, get out there and, you know, do mm. some exercise on your skateboard. Can you skateboard? No, and I um, live near quite a few hills. Well, and that's that feels, good for skateboards. Or is it good for if you can't break on a skateboard? I, I can't skateboard. So it I'm out. Like I can't play this game. It's a shame, isn't it? James, did you see uh, Minecraft Earth? I didn't actually. I missed this entirely. Can you skateboard? <laughs> no. Do you eat breakfast? I do eat breakfast. <laughs> okay, then, yeah. So I'm 50% the way to play, enjoying the Minecraft Earth. So you're excited about it, Simon? Well, I've signed up for the free Minecraft skin. I don't play Minecraft. Um, what does it mean, the free Minecraft skin? So, for, so okay, to be clear, yes. Minecraft Earth yep. is like Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go yep. but yep. it's building stuff. It looks that way. It looks like you just like, you might leave Minecraft creations, body parts, male body parts, <laughs> uh, <in> over breakfast, <laughs> in the real world. And then when people are also playing Minecraft Earth, they'll hold their phones up and see the male body parts. Very clever. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, that's what it looks like. But uh, if, yeah, if you signed up, then you can then use your Microsoft account to redeem a Minecraft Earth skin in, in Minecraft, which I don't play. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I was wondering where you'd use a skin. Well, I hope I've cleared that up for you. Great, thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, who's, did we see who was making this then? Because it's not Niantic, is it? Let's have a look. Because uh, they're are they making the Harry Potter one? Hey, Google. Hey Google, no. Uh, okay. Who? Anyway, it looked very ambitious. Uh, there was lots of Minecraft celebration stuff going on, wasn't there? It was discounted. I noticed on the eShop. I've still not bought it. Earth. Something that cropped up in that news story is that they don't know how many copies of Tetris they've sold, and there's a difference of three million in mm. terms of their sales numbers. I believe that's because they do not know whether to count the fact it was bundled with the Game Boy as a sale. Yeah. Also, probably uh, something to do with a royalty report somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not sold that many. How are you getting on, Em? It's quite small writing. <laughs> Talking of Tetris, though, did you guys unlock the classic Tetris skin in Tetris 99 this weekend? I've still not played Tetris 99. Well, you didn't unlock this. So the, no, what you're really, saying is no. No. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I did. Yeah, what, got, what, it got me playing it is again. Is it Game Boy Tetris? Or is it it is, yeah, yeah, to Nez celebrate Tetris. the 35th. Uh, anniversary. Oh, Are people still playing t- uh, Tetris 99 as second. big as they were? I don't think so. I think everyone was playing this weekend just so that we, I, I could ask that question. So you unlock the Game Boy skin to yep. celebrate the 35th anniversary of something like Tetris? That, yeah. yeah, something like that. Not the 35th anniversary of the Game Boy version? I don't know. Your numbers don't add up. Well, that's because I'm doing the royalty reports. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Okay, cool. Okay. It's worth all that filling, wasn't it? Just, to, just no, to get to that end. No, to bring it back round to our okay. first story, uh, the AR game which blends state-of-the-art Microsoft technology like Azure Spatial Anchors tracking with, and PlayFab integration to bring the game to life. doesn't say who's making it, though. Okay. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne. One more. 
This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. You've just heard the news with Anne Scantlebury. I think it was just my, uh, Microsoft. Okay. I think just Microsoft are making it. Okay. That was uh, clarifications and corrections with Anne Scantlebury. Coming up, interview with James Parker, or Anne's chance to exact oh, yeah. some revenge. Yeah. Uh, did you see Eurovision? No. I did see Madonna. I didn't see the... the uh, I was busy Saturday night... I just uh, I watched that bit mm. before I was going to bed okay. and wish I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, she did not seem to go down very well with the audience or indeed with Twitter. Uh, she was a bit out of tune. That was, by the way, amateur LSDJ and Devolution. Anne, Hi. did you see Eurovision? Uh, I got to see a tiny bit of it. What's going on? James, did you see Eurovision? I watched all the singing. I watched the interim and then I went to bed before the judging oh really and, and then I woke up in the middle of the night and heard the result and wept as you <laughs> so often has been the case with all votes in the last three years yeah. mm. it, was a, it was a bit of a dismal uh, dismal winner I think but some good songs this year why didn't you see it because I was in Scotland. Yeah, but exactly. they have it in Scotland. They I don't have it in Scotland. They don't have it in Scotland. <laughs> Steve, come on. When was the last time a Scottish <laughs> entry won Eurovision? <sighs> If you've got an answer to that, uh, you can win a gift of James Parker's you, you choosing. Can win a special award. Yeah, special <laughs> award. Email. Team at onelifeleft.com. Hi, James. Hello. Uh, how's it going? Very good, thank you. How are you? How's everything going here? That's a bad answer. It's going, <laughs> it's going okay so far. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we up were, to anything? <laughs> we were just chatting uh, whilst that track was playing. And I said, James, when was the last time you... He said, well, I've definitely launched Rico uh, since I came on the show. I'm like, okay. And then just as you were fading up, you went, I think this is what you said. I think you said, and I've jumped out of a plane since then. Yeah. I went to GDC and then I jumped out of a plane. That was the highlight <laughs> of my GDC. That is the response to GDC. Yeah. Which, uh, which of those two events was most exciting? Uh, jumping out of a plane. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So it's officially better than launching your own video game. Would well, the game say? was out by then. Oh, so right. the, re- the launch of Rico was hugely exciting okay. for everyone involved. And then GDC was a, a Marioki triumph. Yeah, and then you jumped out of a plane. And I jumped out of a plane. Did you do this on your own? I was strapped to a man. Okay. But did you do any, any other members of the games industry? No. Why did you I, just decide to jump out of a plane? What was going on? I just... I, I had a spare day and... And there's nothing it, else to do in San Francisco. It's quite a nice... Because at the end of GDC, you tend to be a bit... Oh, I'll after, jump out of a plane. And whereas jumping out of a plane is quite exhilarating. Have you jumped out of a plane before? Once before. Okay, I don't, so I you're don't, making a habit of this. It was a long time ago. <laughs> right. I, and I didn't really remember it, because it's quite a sensory overload. Whereas the second time, you get to appreciate it a lot more. I, I mean, my view of GDC and Heights is... I remember um, at a sweet party talking to Steve, and it was on, that was back when the balcony was very, very high. Mm. And I've got that sort of vertigo where I'm worried about throwing myself off. Mm. I didn't... Uh, but that's the closest I've got in that sense. That's but it's called something, isn't it? That thing. Yeah. Something of the void. I'm going to Google it. Actually, Anne, Google it. No, Fear I'll Google it. Fear of the The advantage of doing a skydive is that you get to... Get to do it a- again. Actually do it. Okay. Actually do that big jump. Right. Do, do you wear your glasses while you do it? 
Yeah. They, put, they put some extra glasses over the top. Okay. To what, the what, away. what was the man you were strapped to like? Was he all right? Yeah, he was very nice. He was quite... If you... Uh, wanted to describe an extreme sportsman he was exactly like that what did you shout as you jumped out of a plane i shouted everybody by rico did you because then it's tax deductible expense of course lapel du vide oh what that's what that's called yeah it's called the the call of the void yeah it's it's a natural thing is it doesn't mean you You shouldn't feel no you know concerned about it everyone has it okay everyone well uh, tell us about Rico then, James. Uh, Rico's a, a first-person shooter. It's co-op. It's buddy cop themed. Uh, you kick doors and you shoot bad guys. It's out now on all the platforms. When did it launch? It launched in March, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. End of March. End of March. I've just noticed a difference. I'm sure when you were on the last show, you said it was kick doors and shoot men. Yeah, the, the cadence of that is better. But mm. you're, you're still only shooting men. Okay. How, so how did it all go? It went very well, yeah. It was nice to get out there. It's the, uh, kind of the second proper game from Grand Chatter and had a much bigger team on it, team of four. So pretty Talk us through stuff. the... Because um, launching... So I think, I believe, if memory serves, you did the traditional Tuesday, Tuesday PlayStation, Thursday Switch, Friday Xbox. Is that right? Did you do that? Yes, I think so. Okay, and when did the PC version come out? Tuesday? Uh, PC came out on Thursday as well. Thursday. I yeah. did write... Um, uh, that's unusual, isn't it? Wouldn't you normally do PC with the first launch? Uh, possibly, yeah. Possibly, okay. I, I only Why asked, did you not I only do asked that? because we're doing that tomorrow with, well, uh, with American Fugitive. Uh, it was a publishing decision. Okay. Good. Um, so talk us through it then, because it's very different. It's very different launching a game on each format, isn't it? So there are different peculiarities about them. Tuesday PlayStation. What's the sense with that? So what sort of things can you control? Um, the PlayStation is the one probably where you get the least control because uh, you don't know necessarily what time it's launching across territories, and so you're all, you're you're having to check yourself whether it's on the store, and you're having to check with people you know in other places whether they can see the game and it's no one goes oh by the way your game is now live you you have to look for it and then you can do your social media and and ladies and gentlemen like that. that is the synopsis of indie game the movie isn't it where a lot of people just worry about <laughs> xbox live having not updated yep. and then it has done the end of the movie yep. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> okay so that's playstation um you don't immediately get a sense of how you're doing on uh, playstation do you no that's the especially playstation in the u.s you get uh if you, if you, as like me, are just a developer, you don't get up to the minute Sounds sales like data. But we, in that sense. <laughs> we use um, we use some Playfab integration, which is Microsoft's cloud. As we heard, so yeah. yeah, everyone's talking. Okay, about so you could see how many people were were playing and all that. Sort to of some stuff, extent, yeah. Okay. So, so we have a daily play mode where everyone gets served the same right. thing and then compete on leaderboards, so you can do it the fastest. And then, so from the numbers of people who are playing that, we kind of get a an impression of how many people are playing the game but it's not completely up to date especially with Switch where people, a lot of people are going to be playing it offline OK, those Switch people so Tuesday launches Ch- Champ, how, how, how do you celebrate a launch day? Did you go, go throw yourself out of a plane? <laughs> uh, not at that point but I suppose longer term um, I th- uh, like, is, it, is it a sense of relief? Or is it, I mean, does the anxiety kick in then? or Yeah, it's much easier at the end of the week when everything when all of the platforms are out because then you can genuinely relax and not worry about last minute okay craziness occurring um i try and keep uh the initial game launch is quite low key because yeah, spe- it's no biggie on a i think we did i think we celebrated more on the monday before it all happened because then it's an opportunity to say to the team you did a really great job whatever happens now it doesn't matter you i'm proud of you guys i think you've done a wonderful job uh let's celebrate that rather than necessarily celebrate Good reviews or yeah. good sales or whatever. We that, had we had good reviews and good sales, so we could celebrate after that as well. It's a week of celebrations. Yeah, that's a very good ethos, and also th- that sort of feeds into the um, is it the finish thing where they go out on the Thursday night before. If you've got a big one on the Friday night, you'll go out on the Thursday night, go bigger, so what's you it don't. Called? Yeah, what's it called? Oh. We don't know words today. This sounds like a good called thing. like insurance drinking or something. Yeah. So they they get so drunk on the Thursday night that on the Friday, 
they can't get that drunk again. They'll just <laughs> drink, drink so much. This, uh, what are they all school children over there? That is brilliant logic, isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't it? But surely that What's just goes average? For, further and further into the week and you'll start drinking on a Sunday. Exactly. Mon- to stop yourself drinking so much on a Monday. Have, you know, they're what? very short summers where the, the sun is only out. You know, that is their time oh, to, to live. So What's the average life expectancy in Finland? Can you add that to your list of things to Google? <laughs> okay, so Tuesday's out the way. PlayStation's launched. People are playing Thursday. Switch and PC. Yeah, that's well. On on PC, you get much more immediate feedback because people start reviewing it on um, uh, on Steam, and uh, you can see numbers and things like that. And uh, we saw the Switch numbers going up quite a lot as well on that day. So that was so Switch and Steam were our two big platforms. Great. It happened, so, okay. Um, yeah, and we, we think so, so many things changed. It's been a few years since I last launched anything under our own name. So I, I had, I didn't know what our expectations were sales-wise, and then we beat those expectations. So that was very nice, especially on on a couple of platforms. Great. Um, and then finally, Xbox on a Friday. That's when you can properly celebrate, is it? And do you, did you get much of a sense straight away from them? Uh, I'm not sure. I think we might have done Xbox on Wednesday rather than Friday. What? Um, like oh, in the thanks. olden days. Right. Um, but the Xbox was the one which had got had been finished most close to release, so we were a, a little bit unsure whether it was even going to make it that same week. And people pulled their fingers out and made it happen, so that was really good as well. So we got we managed to keep the momentum up through Great. the week. So you're happy with uh, sales? You're happy with the reviews? Yeah. All good. Have you noticed any kind of uh, different feedback from players of the different versions, which is version independent? I mean, some kind of atmosphere around the the players, the player groups. Um, I think the the Steam players have been most vocal in terms of their demands post-launch mm-hmm. um, which are uh, patches more content more stuff give us things okay which is fine if people like a thing and they want more of it that's Great. lovely but it's it's quite hard to meet those demands as quickly as people want them because we're trying to and do you think that's do you think that's because of the sort of people who play on steam or do you think it's because the platform uh encourages more interaction I think it's a bit of both I think uh, PC users are, are more used to having that I guess relationship with, with developers as well and yeah and Steam gives people a very clear and obvious way to uh, reply and to review games in various ways <laughs> some of which are very positive and some of which um, make it a bit more difficult but um, yeah when, when they've got those tools they're going to make use of them of course um, Whereas on the on the console platforms, there's not a, you're not next to your keyboard already. If you think of a thing, you have to actively move over to another device and find an email and send it off. Whereas on Steam, you finish the game and you can immediately be typing into a box what you think. How obsessively were you checking the Steam reviews and feedback? Um, about as obsessively as is is sensible. <laughs> how uh, w- how obsessively is that? What, what would you put the number on? I would say probably once a uh, minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to you have to keep up with that stuff mm. in general. It's a horrible thing to have access to, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like you have to be really disciplined, not just to just to fall into it and it become all consuming and stuff like I that. I suppose the the problem is that you're fighting two, I think, perfectly valid. Uh, rationales one which is uh, I need to check this as often as possible to see if anyone has raised a point that you know maybe my game is broken at a certain point where I can fix it and apply a patch quickly or uh, someone has a concern or something you know a suggestion or just a question and I want to respond to them as quickly as possible uh, which you know I think is a good attitude and the other one is the only thing that matters really uh, is a general ambience of happiness around the team and that you've shipped this thing as you say which is great and your opinion matters the most of anyone's and you are going to get feedback from um for for want of a, a better expression awful people who are just there to damage you and the sort of response to that is don't check the reviews just you know maybe call in once a day or something and those two forces are 
in opposition. Yeah, I think it's it must be even harder if you're a solo developer because mm. you don't have anyone to share that kind of experience with. So you're the one you're you're the one who's looking at those things and they're coming directly to you. Whereas I've got a team of people and we can look at those reviews a bit more detached because we know that there's other people around to share that and we can talk about them amongst ourselves and we can dismiss them if they need dismissing or we can kind of enjoy them together or, or anything that there's a you you gain a bit of detachment from being able to talk about these things with other people but it is it's um it's difficult to know which ones you're going to drill down into and say well, okay we're looking at people seem to be enjoying it in general but this person isn't why aren't mm. they and to know whether that's a genuine issue that they have and they would love the game if you fix the thing that they want or whether it's just someone being a little bit um griefy hmm. what's next for you then james uh we've signed a new project have you what's that who's it with i can't say you can you yet. can though I'm, can't you you're choosing I'm, not I'm, to yeah you're right i'm choosing right not then to. what color's the game <laughs> white good <laughs> right when when do you think you'll be ready to tell us uh, in a few months Will we be the first people that you tell, James? I, I would have thought so, yeah. When you say you would have thought so, is that a yes or a no? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a no. It'll be in the summer. You won't be on. OK. All right. Well, thanks for coming back. It's always nice to see you. Best of luck with it. Thank you very much. We could pre-record something, James. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just say it now. Just yeah. say it yeah. now. And, and then you'll insert it into and a different we'll show later. Cut it and put it in somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that now then. Do you know what? We have to get on with the letters. Well, I'll be honest with you, we don't. Thanks very much for your letter. Well, we had a couple last week. Because did, you, did you not read them out? I put out a call for letters. Did you? Before I realised you guys weren't going to show up. Oh, okay. So, you know, if we scroll back far enough. Okay, I'm going to start with the most recent events. Yeah, you okay. Do, you do. Robert Wells writes Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Question mark. Last week, I spent a happy chunk of my time turning a plastic guitar shaped video game controller into a lighting controller. Turns out it's a really good lighting controller. The fret button select programs and the strum tr- bar triggers them accurately to the beat. The whammy bar smoke machine is a bonus. It might be the most intuitive lighting control I've used. What in your life would be better controlled if it were a video game? What do you wish you could plug a joystick or a light gun into? Pip, pip, Robert. So I just want to talk about this for a second. Okay, because do, do, do. on Friday we, we had Mario Key, uh, our monthly Mario Kit loading, and it was phenomenal. Robert has been building up an amazing lighting rig there with, uh, you know, with James, our other tech person. And... Uh, Robert's work on it has been phenomenal. Like, Mario Kart loading looks incredible now. Wow. Um, uh, we, we got the wrong grade of smoke last time. Okay. There's a little bit... Um, a few casualties were there. Yeah, there, there actually almost were. <laughs> uh, but this time we've gone for a sort of lighter haze smoke, and it looks just incredible. And, uh, yeah, this, this, this Friday, so I was there just doing some uh, song admin, and... Robert rocked up with his guitar, well, with a guitar case right. on his back. Okay. I was like, what's going on here? He'd been working with, yeah, with Dave Green to rig had. up a, um, I think it was a rock band guitar. Was it? I was going to ask which one. Right. Well, he's, you know, he's, he's actually making it rock band and guitar hero compatible at the moment. Okay. I borrowed one of those as well. I think this is a rock band one. And for, um, you know, we did a couple of songs and then he came out onto stage and w- uh, with someone else sang uh, Lorian's Euphoria, Eurovision winner from a few years ago. And, you know, everyone was amazed. He was ple- pre- pressing these buttons and the lights are changing colour and, as he said, whammy bar, smoke machine, incredible. But the most amazing thing was he then just took the guitar back behind the <laughs> booth and played it all night. For it. No one knew he was doing it. Yeah, right, he was wow. just doing it for his own sort of pleasure, wow. playing along to every song. The lights looked amazing and... Yeah, it was, it was just absolutely brilliant. So we'll be doing that every Marioki in loading from now on. I can't answer his question. What was the question? What would you like to stick? We plug a joystick into. Oh. Um. Uh. What letters have you got, Steve? Okay. Um. I have got a letter from Lee Moore. Hey, team and super special guest. Fingers crossed. Just saw you needed questions, so forgive me if it's not a good one. Well, it turns out, Lee, we didn't, but we do. What are the best games to play with little children? My two-year-old is turning three on Sunday, presumably last Sunday, so happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
wondered if you had any game suggestions. At the moment, his favourite game is 1-2-Switch's telephone game. It's good until it asks you to recognise different ringtones. It's a solid 7 out of 10. Toodlepip Lee. Well, you're right to look at me, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, at the moment, my um, young daughter... How old is she now? I see. that There was a pause there, Anne, wasn't there? And I was hoping that, <laughs> that, that, that this wasn't going to come up. Young daughter? Seven, I th- 18 months. She's 18 months. I, she's 18 months old. Of course she is. Um, <laughs> what she likes playing on the phone is looking at pictures of herself or videos of herself. She laughs at the same time on a looping video of her bothering pigeons. <laughs> uh, we did try and get her to pop some balloons. So I, but so she's not really into games at the moment. Um, she's into distractions, certainly. Um, she'll walk up to Alexa when she wants the wheels on the bus back on, won't she? Yeah. Um, so the answer is, come back to me in six months and I'll let you know what a two-year-old should be playing. I don't have any answers to that at all because I don't have a two-year-old. I have a daughter of indeterminate age. <laughs> <laughs> ten weeks. Ten, ten weeks. weeks. We're only jo- just comedy jokes. We're just jokes. Just joking, of course joking. we know how old our kids are. What's the matter with you? Um, and at the moment she, she enjoys looking at, you know that awful game that you were disgusted that I was playing, Idol Zen? Yep. Uh, she enjoys looking at that because it's, you know, lots of colourful uh, objects falling. Um, I think it's terrible, so we're going to fall out over that right. at some point. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, Lisa asked me the other day, what's the first game she's going to play? Have you thought about that, the first proper game? I have not thought about that properly, Ooh. no. Let's give us a, let's revisit this. Yeah. Okay. What was your first proper game? Galaxian. And no... Gallagher, I um, I think mine might have been a Galaxian ripoff on BBC Micro, uh, which was called Galaxian. That's arcade games. Sorry, no, it would be Pong would be the first yeah, one. Pong, yeah, the, Pong definitely yeah, is a tele tennis yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I played Snapper, which was the BBC Snapper Micro ripoff. Pac Man, Pac Man, right. yeah. I think first. Okay. Mm. Give them that, Anne. I don't know. It was a long time ago. My nephews, who are very young, have, have been. What they like to do is watch my sister play Sonic. And I don't know whether that's because they've been watching YouTube of gaming people playing games or whether they're they're not interested in playing themselves for that reason or just generally. Right. But I keep getting texts from her saying, oh, I've just beaten whatever on Sonic 2. And I'm like, wow, what? Yeah. Nice. And do you have any letters? Do uh, Hello Team possibly pl- plus a super special guest? Uh, as you're off for bank holiday and are possibly off for another week, I thought I'd see what else is happening in the video game world and what I found will engage your lawyers in interesting ways. Firstly, I saw that One Life Left is running a video game quiz in conjunction with YouTube star Stuart Ashens Ashens. I was surprised that you'd be running a quiz, but then I figured you'd be uh, taking normal pub quiz questions and changing them to be about video games. I was still confused as to why you'd go to Norwich to host it. But then I realised that it was the other OLL that's based in Norwich. The second item for your lawyers is that Pappy's Fun Club had a round on their Flatshare Slamdown podcast that was called Super Mario Key. It involves singing about video games to the tune of different video games. I'm sure Pappy's wouldn't have done this on purpose. Would they? Uh, what legal, legally dubious events have you been to recently? Cheerio. And that's from Ben. James, are you a lawyer? No. Do you want to... I am specifically not a lawyer. Okay. okay. I, I wondered about that first one, this this Norwich lot, One Life yeah. Left. And I remember on the show, mm. when we first heard about it, we decided amongst ourselves, without contacting them, that we'd be friends with them. We did, yeah, I didn't think we? we decided them. Lucky. That. They don't know how close they came. But then I was... Um, I was reading about some other legal conflict where it was uh, it was put that the... The onus is on us. Yeah, exactly, to fight it. To fight it, Physical, otherwise... Physically yeah, fight I believe, them. sword yeah. combat. Or otherwise, it's, like, otherwise that's it's, it's... Yeah, that's us accepting it, isn't uh, it? Us or, accepting that they're allowed to do this. Like, it, w- it wouldn't be aggressive for us to... Well, and then the issue is that they could then decide to fight us yeah, physically. Yeah, we don't care, and they're probably bigger than us. Probably. Are they? Don't probably. know. Probably. It's a cafe, isn't it, in Norwich? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how big that makes the proprietors. <laughs> 
Yeah, so um don't know what to do about right, that. that one. That's definitely black and white. I guess Super Mario is a bit of a grey area, gray isn't area it? Grey area at the moment. We're, like, we're still fighting with another another intellectual property about that. <laughs> <one>. Physically, <laughs> physically. Also, there was a round on that. That round on on the podcast is transient anyway. It's different every week, so I think. Sorry, you're... sorry. Have you been listening to other podcasts? Yeah, James. Sorry? What's their news like, James? <laughs> so, uh, you're right. It's the, you, that your news is the best news. Well, we've been playing other, we've been playing other games actually, <laughs> than yours. Talking of which, so. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing, Simon? Well, I this week I've been taking an in-depth look at switch ports of other games. Uh, and I've been really, really hurting human beings. Really. Uh, first up, I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11. So I've been looking specifically at how the Switch version likes that. I'm no Mortal Kombat aficionado, I'll be honest with you. And um, I couldn't name the characters, nor could I do many of the moves. I'm having a jolly good time. Well, I say jolly good time. It's quite horrible. So I know two things about this. Yep. One, I was surprised to see adverts all over London on the on the tube and such about... Nothing to do with the game. Two... Mm-hmm. Uh, People were getting cross that a lot of the moves, or some of the moves, were locked behind what they were saying were microtransactions, yes. and people were comp- people saying, "No, you grind it out, and anyway, you don't actually need that stuff." Well, I t- I don't need that stuff because I'm not I'm not uh, as ingrained in the Mortal Kombat. I don't know what's missing. Right. I do know that uh, I'm finding it reasonably uh, easy to pull off them. I don't know what, what I'm doing, but I'm having a jolly good time. Uh, I'm pl- mainly playing the single player mode. This big epic feels like a very much like a DC uh, film. Uh, it's all kicking off. I don't understand what's happening. Now and again, you have to do some fighting mm-hmm. and um, I'm finding that fighting very enjoyable. But very enjoyable. It's uh, technically impressive on the Switch. Um yeah, very much enjoying it. Uh, very difficult to play on the train given how graphic some of the accidental <laughs> moves I am. I'm doing. And actually, the first fight in this in the single player mode is like it's like a bit of a jokey one. It's like, hey, in order to go out into the real world or something, or in order to go and do this, you got to take on me, yeah. your your commander. And you go, all right, then you <laughs> you face up. And then there's like a move I did accidentally, which is like sharp instrument into the skull blood everywhere like that. bam 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 and then they go ah oh, well done <laughs> the end of me like that so I'm quite enjoying that uh, which follows on and then moved to Sniper Elite 3 uh, 2 remastered okay. uh, never played the original um, was a little sceptical about how much I enjoy this turns out I'm very good at shooting people from uh, 200 metres away mm. uh, so yeah it's a, it's a stealth uh, combat game set in World War 2 you are a sniper um uh, if you get caught up close, it's game over, basically. So you need to pick people off using your binoculars to tag them first of all and then snipe them from far. I'm really enjoying it. The um, So if Mortal Kombat shows you what's happened, what happens if you shove your fists and, and sharp instruments into people, this has a similar x-ray view um which is never less than thrilling uh, so, so, so you know you've taken you've hit them when uh, and you can adjust the frequency of these you uh, it then cuts to the bullet come out of your gun and then i have only shot one man accidentally in the testicle area uh, but that was quite graphic Technically, i did i did went then uh very enjoying that too the one i've not been enjoying is saints row three um, which is not very good at all on the Switch. Uh, it's a it's a juddery mess of a game in which I see people online trying to justify as being uh, an acceptable port. The frame rate is is, is awful. The uh, the um the handling the aiming and the driving is really really stodgy uh looks to me like it's been something that's just been put out there just to see what people make of it and um i've decided to stop playing it and it cost mm. me 20 well, it cost my russian friend 21 pounds from the russian e-store because he stupidly bought it early because it was discounted all of those games get seven out of ten recommend more combat recommend sniper elite don't recommend saints vote in its current state Scants. Wow. Uh, I played uh, a very cute game called Trolls Coggen, which uh, I saw somebody on the uh, indie game Facebook group uh, talk about because they made it. And I was like, oh, that's that's good. I could just play that on my phone and that it'll be very nice. And it is lovely. It's a 
I think Norwegian um, fairy tales, uh, and you sort of it's very um, interactive uh, narrative fiction. You wouldn't like it, Simon. No. Would somebody call me out on Twitter for this? Would they? Uh, like what happened last time? No. Last time you reviewed a game. Oh, sorry. Uh, you might not like it, okay. but I'd, I, won't, I won't presume that. No, please don't. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very uh, lovely. Follows sort of like different uh, scenes. So you um, are introduced to some characters uh, and then you do a little bit of a puzzle. And they're all very, very simple puzzles, but they're very sweet and um, have uh, different things. Uh, some of them you need to use a micro- microphone for, which was exciting. Um and then it just reveals the next sort of little bit of the story and it takes you through and it's very slow paced um, it's very very gentle the um, illustrations in it are really beautiful um, and it's all a bit weird sort of folksy fairy tale that it's following um, I found it very relaxing and very enjoyable 7 out of 10 Steve Hi uh, I was just looking up the game that I always a good time been playing uh, I haven't played it for very long. <laughs> You're trying to talk to the microphone, can't reach the computer. You see that? It's one of yeah. the saddest things I've ever seen. Slightly <laughs> too far away from a computer. <laughs> Picture that will make you weep. So I've been playing a game called Snakey Bus, or I played a game called Snakey Bus for about an hour. Uh, and Snakey Bus is, as the name might suggest, a cross between snake and bus. Have you heard of it? No, I have. You couldn't even remember the name of it. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I could. Well, what were you looking at then, then? Because I was looking for the hype that I had seen on the internet around oh, okay. it after I played it. So I, um, I was... Um, what's the correct description? Crawling, loitering, sneaking, trolling around Steam uh, to try and find something to play. And I saw Snakey Bus and saw a picture... And read the synopsis, snake, you know, but as a bus that gets longer. And I was like, I'm in. I get it. Uh, I like snake and I like... You love buses, Bus don't you? Well, does. that... Do you remember... steep. He loves them. Do you no, remember no. that? He's got Ali on his do T-shirt you? now. <laughs> oh, buses. <laughs> I, do, I do want to be known as... That's that guy who... He just loves buses. <laughs> Honestly, one comes along and then another one comes along and it's even better. <laughs> that uh, bus game that was on Steam that I loved Desert Bus European no the bus other simulator. one no the other one he does love buses he really does love buses it's that oh. frantic bus game it's called Crazy Bus or something I'll look it up in a second anyway that I really really did like thought cross between those two things Snake which I like and this bus game that I like would be brilliant played it and loved the idea which is um, it starts in Paris you are driving a bus a bendy bus Mm. Which we don't have in London anymore, around the around Paris. Steve and knows that he does know <laughs> that. <laughs> I was just like, don't we? No, Steve oh, no, knows. Do you remember that day yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. caught him crying? Yeah. Oh no, more bendy buses. <laughs> Down <laughs> to Europe. Love those bendy buses. <laughs> As you pick up passengers, your bus gets bigger and bigger and longer to a ridiculous size, and then eventually your bus is so long that you can't. Stop yourself from crashing in, crashing into it. Except for your bus can jump. Oh, that one happened. And you would think, life. you would think that I'm a bus purist. Don't believe, you know, buses should jump. But it turns out, I don't mind as long as there's a bus in there. It can do what it wants. So you'll come across your tail, and you can jump over it, and then things get messier and messier. Uh, still love that sort of game design. I think it's great. But the actual game left me cold. It takes too long for you to meet get your to own tail. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, you're driving this bus and you barely see a bus. Oh. And you can imagine how angry yeah. <laughs> that may. I was expecting to see the biggest bus well, in the world. Well, that's why you don't like first person bus games, isn't it? Uh, quite. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? You to sit there with a little you're cardboard the around here. <laughs> I wanted to get in a bus. I'd get in a bus. Um, anyway, I think that there's a lot of juice missing. Like, it doesn't make the bus journey as exciting as a real-life bus journey is, let alone a giant bendy bus journey would be. Um, I love the principle. Anyway, I, I, that's, I'd made my mind up. Then the other day, I was on the internet and saw headline after headline. This one that I was looking up says, Snakey Bus is steak on a bus and I love it beyond all words. That's the headline that's, what's that, on Eurogame. Oh, Eurogame, no, okay. Uh, I can tell you what Kotaku's was. Kotaku's was... Uh, 
Snake bus challenges you to drive a bus that keeps getting longer. That's, That's it. It's non-committal. It's but Euro Gamers is is you know super into it. So I was like, I'm going to look up what idiot wrote that, and I'm going to tear them to pieces. It was Donlan. Oh dear, you're in trouble now. It's smarter than me. Me is smarter than you. Maybe you uh, need to smarter it. and kinder than me. Mm. Um, and I need to revisit it. Seven out of ten. Mm. James, quickly. I've played a little bit of Rage Two. Uh, the shooting's really good. I don't know if I like the world, um, but I'm going to give it more time because I gave more time to Far Cry Five. Uh, okay, so you're going to give it an, in, like an interim score for the time uh, being. Yeah, a tentative seven out of ten. Interesting. Cool. Good. Well done. Well done, James. Thanks, Thanks for coming on again. You're always welcome. Uh, make sure you pop back exclusively to re- unveil your latest game. Okay. If you want, James, we can record a, a bespoke podcast for you. It could be like one of those sort of special... The things they do before the FA Cup final. Yeah. Yeah, like a special thing that we put out in the summer. Mm. And because it's the only thing that we'll put out in the summer, Resonance will just repeat it yeah. over and over yeah, and over absolutely. and over and over again. That's a solid plan. So don't say anything you regret. Okay. Uh, so where can we follow you if we want to hear the, the moment it's announced? Uh, at Grand Chatter on Twitter. Excellent. Uh, we've got to go. We've got another minute. No, we don't. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>